0: Welcome to the Mission Driven Life Podcast. Our mission is to set the world ablaze with the missions of leaders created by warrior leadership. Now, three, two, one, four. Hey everyone, welcome to the Mission Driven Life Podcast. This is episode 185 of our Mission Driven Life. The mission of our podcast is to set the world ablaze with the missions of leaders. So that's, that's what I'm super lucky to, get, to do with you all today because I'm so um, fortunate to have powerful guests, you know, guests that have leadership, guests that have business skills and guests that have ultimately confidence. So that's actually what we're gonna be covering today in this episode of 185. I get a chance to interview leaders and spend time with leaders who, who have done it, who have taken action on their own missions, that now they wanna share the same thing with you and give you gifts that you can start using to negotiate with confidence. Now, before we start here, um, Yvonne is a confidence catalyst. She is a best-selling author. She's a speaker and a social entrepreneur. She has written a book, an amazing book that you can actually get down below in the link. I put, uh, it's called Words, Women, and Wisdom. You can get your first three chapters of her book and it's amazing. So go go and grab that book and let her know that you got it from me. So just in case that maybe she asks or anything. Um, So glad glad you could be here today, Yvonne.
1: Hi, Kevin. Thanks for the invite.
0: Yeah. And we have like five people actually watching us live on Facebook already. So I want to thank you all for tuning in. You know, if you're watching us live in our, in our, on Facebook, drop a comment down below. Let us know that you're watching and thank you for your support. Cause today, look, I want to learn about this. And I know our whole, our audience wants to learn about this, especially the young, young entrepreneurs, especially the corporate executives, especially some of the young leaders that want more in their life. right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So well, why, why confidence? Why
1: confidence? Well, when I decided on my goal list, I was going to write a best-selling book. I thought about, you know, what am I known for? What is the primary work I've done over the past 10 years with my clients, which are primarily female, female founders, women entrepreneurs, and corporate leaders who want to flourish in business. They want to have the skills to have confident conversations mm. and to be able to attract new sales to be able to grow their business if they're an entrepreneur, and also hire and motivate their team and do it authentically. So, not trying to be doing it like a male leader, like a warrior, <laughs> um, but using female authentic skills and competencies and our positive but feminine energy. So, I wrote the book, um, Words, Women, and Wisdom, and a lot of the the reason for doing that was Partly what I'd been telling my clients over and over the same things the past 10 years, but also thinking about, you know my own personal story growing up with my mom. And I grew up in England, you can tell from my accent, I wasn't born in Canada. And I watched my mom, who was uh, married late in life to a very aggressive man. Um, he, he wasn't before he came back from the war, took a bullet in Dunkirk, and oh. it made him very, very mean. He had PTSD. And he drained the life right out of her. She didn't speak up. She wasn't confident. He took the car keys. He took her freedom, drained her dignity. And I just swore I would never, ever let myself be in that situation. And I would also help other women to step up and speak up more confidently. And negotiation is obviously a key piece in business that relates to confident conversations.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's it's one of the key parts. And I know like that, that experience with your father, right? And kind of moving—is your grandfather or your father?
1: This is my father. He's passed on now. Um, okay. You know, the result—the net result of living a very angry life—was uh, he ended up committing suicide at 82. And um, wow. I hadn't—I hadn't spoken to him for 20 years. So, um, you know, it was a messed-up childhood. However, um, my mom, I did keep in touch with until she got Alzheimer's and she also passed away at 82. So um, a lot of life lessons, Um, I'm I'm, I'm actually older than I look. So I'm put 25 plus years of business success experiences into the book. It's 40 different words and word concepts to help women in particular, to elevate their confidence, to ask for what they really want and get it, but do it in a win-win fashion. And so the the content is derived from my years of experience, 15 of which were spent in senior HR roles, eight startups, um, working as an executive coach for the past 10 years in Confidence Catalyst, and bringing that together with interviews from influential and powerful women who were confident and able to share some wisdom nuggets. So it's their stories, my stories, and 175 references to People like Cheryl um, with link, uh, with Lean In, um, you know, well well known authors, speakers who have concepts that are worth sharing. So, yeah, important book. Love that. You were asking you were asking me about win win negotiations, right yeah. before we just got went live. So, is that where you want to start?
0: Yeah, perfect. Let's let's get started with the negotiations because I know um I, I want to start from the basics with some of the people that are watching because. Um, some of our listeners, they, they maybe don't know how to negotiate or ask her what they want or maybe negotiate in relationships, business, friendships. Where yes. do you think we could get started there? Okay. 45%. So
1: my first tip is, you know, when I was interviewing and hiring for employees, for staff, I interviewed and hired about 6,000 people in my career. I realized that it's, it's really, really important in any discussion to have a common set of values. If you think something's black, I think it's white. We are never going to agree in the middle that it's gray if we have those values. And our values are are the the core fundamental purpose behind having these collaborative conversations because you believe in something and so do I. So if you start there and if you're not sure what your values are, there's a great free online assessment called the VIA, which I use a lot with my clients. It's... uh, Martin Seligman with the Happiness Institute that developed it. So it's well-researched. It's free. It takes about 15 minutes and it's online, V-I-A. So I would go there first. And then for those of the listeners who are entrepreneurs, obviously you want to have long-term relationships. You don't want to keep having to go out and find new clients all the time. You want to build solid relationships. So if you start with common values, that's helpful to begin with. Then Mm -hmm. when you're negotiating, you know that what is fundamentally important to them is also one of your values. You're not trying to convert somebody who doesn't want to be converted. You're already Mm -hmm. on the same stream. So the other book I love is this one, Attracting Perfect Customers, The Power of Strategic Synchronicity. And it's uh, Stacey (laughs) Hall and Jan Brozhnev. And it's an excellent book. And what they use for their... um, focus is really about attracting your perfect customers. So getting really, really clear on your avatar, your ideal yeah. client. So you know what kind of people you wanna negotiate with and you know exactly you know what qualities they have, what makes them tick, why do they get out of bed in the morning, what it is yeah. that, that they expect from you and how you have to show up in order to attract them. So it's using law of attraction principles mm. and then also it's interesting to see, you know, maybe you need to shift something else in order to be able to attract those types of clients. So it's, it's a bit of self-awareness too. And I know it works because I actually crossed out the word customer and yeah. used it to attract my husband. So
0: <laughs> attracting
1: your perfect guy as opposed to customer. So I went through the process and he showed up within two weeks. So if you're listening and you're looking for love, hey, you know, that's a negotiation too.
0: I agree. I, I agree with like with getting clear on what, you know, what I want, who I want to help and like who I want to work with, right?
1: Yeah. Get crystal clear so that you know what makes them tick. Um, in the case of attracting my 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 husband, I don't think he's listening to this, but um, I knew that I had to step more into my feminine energy and stop having such a high level of masculine energy if I was going to attract the type of guy that I wanted. So I had to be more open to being supported and not trying to do everything myself independently, which is my my previous style. So, yeah, yeah, I could. I'm more than capable of putting up a set of blinds, but I would ask my husband, "Honey, can you help me with putting these blinds up?" Simple example, but let him be the powerful one. right?
0: <coughs> yeah, that's that's super <laughs> fair. I, I I agree. I think that it works
1: with clients too. So you know, if yeah. you know your values and you know their values and what's important to them, you know who your ideal client is, it's much easier to build those win-win relationships. To take it one step further though, when you go in to negotiate, a lot of times we're taught antiquated sales techniques. So you, you go in and you say, so tell me about your biggest challenge because that's their pain point and that's gonna help you identify how your services must be something that they purchase. I suggest not. I suggest using um, appreciative inquiry concepts instead. So come to the table and say, you know, tell me a little bit about your business. I'm curious what's working really well already. They share because they're happy to, right? They're not talking about pain points and challenges, which drains their energy. And then after they've shared, then you say, hmm, that's interesting. How could it be even better? What's in the future for you? And then they share again. And then after that, it's your opportunity because the world lives on reciprocity. If you meet someone, you say, hi, how are you? And they say, oh, I'm great. How are you? Right? We always have this need to support each other. So then I say, hmm, it's interesting. Can I share a little about my business? Because I think I might be able to help you get to where you want to go faster. And they never say no. There's no reason to say no because we're talking about a future possibility. So there's no objections come up in that. There's nothing to object to. It's a collaborative conversation, building relationship, understanding them, sharing a bit about what you do and how it might dovetail with what they do. And then that's where the conversation really takes off. So it is about building the longer term uh, relationship and knowing how you can support them. And they've already shared what their ideal scenario is going to be for this coming period, What you know, what's exciting and what's, what they have to look forward to.
0: Yeah, I agree. Make so let's, easier. let's backpedal. Let's backpedal a little bit. Let's backpedal because uh, I think we have, heard. I want to, there's something I really want to go into about negotiations Yeah. because I agree like learning from me, myself, I like, I'm a sales guy, you know, I like to present and give an offer and get asked for what I want. How would you suggest, let's say I'm in a negotiating, like a meeting, let's say uh, I'm trying to think of in my shoes of a client right now. So let's say I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur and I want to negotiate, let's say, a better offer or with a partner.
1: A better offer?
0: Like a, yeah, like a partner, something. Like
1: a joint venture partnership? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, sure, let's role play it. Hey, Kevin, nice to meet you. I hear you're interested in doing some sort of venturing joint agreement. Tell me a bit more about what you're looking for
0: yeah so what what I'm looking for I'm I, I know that you're a coach and I know that you write books and maybe I can have you come speak at this event that I'm hosting. and I would love to there's a couple ways to get this. Um, you could come speak on the stage, but I'd like to do a revenue split with you.
1: okay. So tell me a little bit about the event and why you see it as being a a great fit for both of us. I'm curious.
0: Yeah, awesome. So I think this event is going to be great. There's going to be hundreds of coaches in this room and many of them, they are struggling to get known. You know, many of them don't know, they don't know who each other's are. They don't, they're not on stage. You don't have any books and they actually, they don't have the confidence to sell their own product. And there's going to be hundreds of these going to be there. So I don't know. How can we help them?
1: Well, um, based on you knowing your client, what do you think would be the most impactful for them? What would they want to take away from the session that would be incredibly valuable?
0: I think what would be really valuable for them would be to You know, learning learning about huh, learning about sharing their own wisdom. And knowing that like it their belief in themselves is stronger, right?
1: Okay. So sharing their wisdom, yeah, easy, right? Social media. Believing in themselves enough to be able to confidently put that out there, that's an underpinning piece. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, we can talk a little bit more about what that would look like. Uh, what's your ideal scenario for a revenue split?
0: I want um, 90% of your commissions.
1: Hmm. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, tell me more about why you feel that would be appealing for me. For me? What's in, it for, what's in it for both of us? Not just what's in it for me, which is a classic, right? But what's in it for both of us?
0: yeah okay all right so what's in it for both of us i think i would say some of these like so i would say 80 percent of these coaches they have a net income of about sixty thousand dollars a year okay actually yeah seventy thousand dollars a year so that would be i don't know that divided by 12 but they have income they have money And I know you're going to be selling a couple of your offers and I know that you're going to be having you, uh, well, what kind of offer are you giving at this event?
1: Um, typically I'm guided by the event host when I'm doing these kinds of joint venture kind of arrangements or, or splits. So, um, I could potentially have, you know, 50% of the room who are women, which is my particular specialty area that are interested in, uh, one-on-one coaching or joining a wisdom circle. And I could do a back split for you on revenue generated from that. Typically it's about 15% though. So if we could make it work, book sales, there's all kinds of different options of how we could make it work. 15%.
0: You're trying to give me 15%. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to give me 15% or you get 15% who gets 15
1: um well typically if it's uh, if it's a referral scenario, fifteen percent is not uncommon. Yeah. So you know what I think would be better is to <laughs> to you know have a more detailed offline conversation, right about what the benefits are for both parties and make sure that it's going to be something that works. So yeah, you have your event and you have some short term goals. I think it's useful for both of us to understand a little bit more about our long-term goals and just make sure it's a good workable solution. Are you up for that? Do you have your calendar handy? Yeah. Okay. So let's do that.
0: Yeah. I love that. That was really interesting role play there. That was really cool. I love how you were calm and you're, there was a level of indifference there. I noticed that on your part, you're indifferent. Like you're just like, you didn't need the deal well that's yeah.
1: that's the essence of confidence right
0: yeah
1: is you know if it's if it's something that works for both parties great, but um, when business owners are hungry for business and and if they're at that sixty thousand dollar a year mark they probably are hungry for business that energy of of um, intensity and desperation it comes across people feel it before you even open your mouth yeah so if you can come to the conversation with that clarity of this is my ideal customer i either want to work with the person or i don't these are their values these are my values these are my non-negotiables this is what i would want to have out of a potential deal these are my minimums otherwise it's just not worth talking about it. Right, When you come to the conversation with that level of clarity about yourself, it puts you in the, the driver's seat, you're facing forward. You're not looking in the rear view mirror. And you're really in service. How can I support them? Tell me more about them. What would they yeah. find valuable? Right, Because it's not about me as a speaker, just standing up and sharing knowledge. It's about, is it impactful? Is it going to help them? Is it going to help them move the needle? What would they find the most valuable? And if they find it valuable, then they'll attend your event. So you'll find it valuable. And if we can strike a happy deal for, you know, what the splits look like, then I'm happy too. Everybody's happy, right? <laughs> so that's when business flourishes. When you're coming to the table with a mindset of, yeah, let's let's figure out how to make it work. And mm. being open and willing, flexible, but coming to the table clear on what your non-negotiables are.
0: Yeah, having clear expect like non negotiables. Yeah. <clears throat> and having like having a clear idea of who I want to work with.
1: Yeah, because if your values and my values are vastly different. We're probably not going to get along. <laughs> at the event. And that's not going to be good for anybody to see an experience. Yeah. Right. There'll be tension in the go- in the negotiation of what those splits might look like and how it makes sense. And, and participants are pretty savvy. They, they pick up on that energy. If you've ever walked into, uh, walked into a room and a couple's just had an argument and they're just finishing an argument, you can feel it, right? Yeah. There's intensity, there's energy in the air. unintegrated like energy, right? So you didn't mention that I'm trained in Reiki, but then again, I don't know if I'd put that in my profile. So that's another underpinning for when I wrote the book is You know, how can we come to the table with an intention that is pure of heart? It's not just about me winning and you losing. If you don't win, neither of us win. And if the world woke up and had more of that thinking, I think we would have a much more conscious planet.
0: Say that. Can you say that last part again? I really want to nail that because I want to make sure our listener gets a chance to hear that.
1: (laughs) What was it I just said?
0: (laughs) About um, or if you
1: come to the if you come to the discussion with the intention that everybody wins then we would have a much more conscious planet if we weren't thinking i'm going to win and you're going to lose if we both wanted to win win and i know it's a you know it's an expression that's been around for a long time i think right now it's it's more commonly embraced it's about how do i do that so if you again you're clear on what you're negotiating, who you're negotiating, what's the ultimate benefit for them, then you can figure out how your skills will support them to get yeah. there for faster.
0: That's fair. Yeah. As
1: an entrepreneur. I mean, if you, if you go in, you know, say you're a coach, right. Um, you know, very early on. I mean, I've been coaching for the last 10 years. I was also a coach on the team for coaches business school. Um, but if you come in and you're you're asked, you know, what's your hourly rate Like, and you give an answer, what's the point in that? Because then the other person's brain is kicking in saying, wait a minute, her rate is 400 bucks an hour? Well, think about what else I could do with 400 bucks an hour. Whereas what they're actually paying for is the value of all of your 25 plus years of experience plus your coach training, plus, plus, plus. It's like going to the dentist, right? You don't want the dentist that's the cheapest, you want the dentist who's the best trained who's gonna give you the less painful experience and get the job done. Same thing with coaches. So by bundling your services and not just having an hourly rate, you're in a much different ballpark. It, it shows that you're, you've already elevated past um, the basic understanding of how to have Uh, a a business that is typically driven by billable hours because eventually you're going to run out of billable hours, right? So you need products, you need services that you can deliver to multiple groups, not just one-on-one. You need online offerings that can go 24-7 that can be generating revenue while you're not even there. So there's a lot of other things that go into negotiating, but for coaches in particular, I would say never answer that question with an hourly rate because that's not relevant.
0: Yeah, that's a fair point. I think that is that is such a really interesting point about having all these different product lines and having the win-win and having, um, just thinking, uh, how can everyone benefit, right? How can everyone? Yeah. Cause it, mm-hmm. I, I, I used to think it used to be always about well, lose-lose or win-lose, you know, so if I close a sale, on with someone i used to always think oh it should just be i get a commission i win and the other person is losing because they're paying me and they lose money because i'm you know what i mean i used to think that Mm -hmm. sometimes i still do but i'm trying to break out of that mindset and come back to win-win where i'm like okay how can this customer benefit right i can benefit right
1: So, so if you if you crossed out the word sale or sales out of your vocabulary and put in service or serve instead, that is a big shift for most people. And yet it's the underpinning of a successful business because if you're not serving your client in a way that is impactful and meaningful for them, they're not gonna come back. If it's a one hit wonder, a one time sale, then you're going to have to go find one more sale, one more sale, one more sale all the time. Whereas yep. if you have clients that you nurture and support versus customers that are more oriented towards a one time sale, then you'll have less churn. And churn is what takes up the entrepreneur's time, right? Where's my next sale coming from? Well, how about making it about serving, right?
0: Yeah, good point. So Thanks. again, it's
1: is back to what's my intention. My intention is to have a flourishing business working with clients who value what I'm offering and recognize the benefit of working together for the long term.
0: I agree. And I think that there's huge value in everything that you just said there. Yeah. Especially the intention, coming into the intention and I, I suffer, I challenge, I'm challenged with that all the time, but we're not having the right intentions, but it's always good to remember why I do it and, what I, what do I, how can I help in this meeting? I'm going to jump into where, what I want. Right. Yeah. So,
1: so without, without knowing enough about your customer, because they've talked first and you've said, Hey, you know, tell me about your business. What's, you know, what's exciting and interesting this year, what's working really well, right? If you start there versus, you know, what's your biggest challenge? I mean, literally when you ask that question, you'll very often see the energy drain right out of them. It's like, Oh, I got to talk about that horrible thing that I created in my business by making a bad decision in you know, a six months ago. They don't want to talk about their pain point. They want to talk about things that are working really well and how could it be even better? Sometimes they'll bring in the fact that, you know, last year it wasn't so good because of blah, blah, blah. This year I'm planning X, Y, Z. So it gives you more information to work with. And it's only two questions. And that's taken, um, you know, taking that approach is what I've I've coined appreciative sales kinetics. So it's appreciative inquiry concepts, which were originally developed by David Cooper Ryder. And he had four questions, but I've condensed it just to two, focusing more on what most of my clients are asking about, which is business growth. So what's working really well? How could it be even better?
0: That's awesome. That's amazing. I think that that's a very powerful thing that you teach that. I just want to thank everyone for, for listening today. And I, I want to thank everyone who tuned in, who got a chance to sit on the button live. And maybe, you know, tune in for a couple minutes. Maybe you jumped on for a couple seconds. Maybe you, you jumped off. Or maybe you're watching this on the replay whenever we come back or whenever this is when, when this is ready to get uploaded onto our platform. If you're going to be looking back at this in several years from now, I want you to remember what it means to have that good intention. The thing about the win-win. And to serve and attract your perfect customer, um, and that's what Yvonne really shares and teaches in some of her books and her trainings, and speeches, right?
1: Absolutely. And if it's a big, if it's a big switch up, you know, post it on your mirror. I know it sounds goofy, but you know, that's what the classic uh, transformational teachers all say: is put it up on your mirror, write it on your mirror. For the women, it's usually in lipstick. You know, so that, you know, whether you're saying I am enough or I am not ser- sell- selling, I am serving, whatever yep. it is that you need to focus on. And so that you see it, you know, every morning, every night as you brush your teeth, maybe a few times during the day, brushing your hair, but have it somewhere that you're going to keep seeing it and repeating it.
0: Yeah, I used to, I had it on the mirror as well. That's actually a smart idea.
1: Yeah. It's not my idea. I can't remember who was the first person that came up with that. But there's, um yeah, I think it's. It's more in the common domain, common wisdom domain now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Hey, thank you so much for your time there, um, Yvonne. Thank you for tuning in. If you're watching the Mission Driven Life, smash, put a comment down below. If you support other entrepreneurs and other coaches, please put a comment because look, maybe you're not paying us anything. Maybe you're not buying the book or giving your email in exchange for the three chapters of Yvonne's book. But if you put a comment down below, it actually helps out a lot. So more people will see this and friends will see this. Maybe someone that you know who is suffering and challenged with negotiation can maybe reconnect with Yvonne and they can start growing their business and they can start getting what they want and start changing the world with their own mission.
1: Mm-hmm. Can I just say one other thing, Kevin? Yeah, yeah,
0: sure, sure. Um,
1: just in, in closing, Um I think it's really important that business entrepreneurs recognize the value of what we're creating and the energy we're creating. Um, It's not just about sales, it's about serving. So for example, with my book, uh, for every copy that's purchased, I, I donate one to a women's shelter foundation or not for profit. So it's a buy one, give one model. You know, there's, I don't know, 12 plus different models of how you can bring social enterprise into your business I really encourage everybody that's a business owner to find a way to integrate that into your business. It's not about giving back at the end of the day and I give back 10%. Well, that's nice. However, giving back implies you took something away in the beginning and now you have to give it back. So I'm a big fan of building it into your business so that it's a natural part of what you do. And that will keep that socially conscious win-win mindset front and center.
0: Wow, I love it. I actually really I find that really interesting how you do that. But um, yeah, yeah I, that's pretty cool. I, I want to start adding some social entrepreneurship to warrior leadership and what we do. That way, um, there's. But hmm. well, we're
1: already talking offline about your, your coaches conference you've got coming up. So let's talk no,
0: more. <laughs> no, 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 that's actually not. That was just a joke, but I, it wasn't <laughs> actually a real thing.
1: But as soon as you said it, I mean, it's like in coaching, right? Somebody says to me, well, I think it might be. Well, you know what? The fact that you verbalized it, that probably is the challenge. So let's dig into it.
0: Let's dive in. (laughs) All right, let's do it. Thank you so much for your time, uh, Yvonne. And uh, hey, don't don't leave the call yet because when I end this live video, I'd love to connect with you again. Thank you for tuning everyone. This is the Mission Driven Life, episode 185. This is the daily podcast. We give you value daily on leadership and mission. So, thanks you for tuning in. Let's see you guys tomorrow. Have a wonderful day. Perfect. All done. Thank you for tuning in. The mission of warrior leadership is to create a world of strength by building leaders, giving love, and taking action. Follow the warrior movement at truewarrior.ca. Have a great day. Stay strong.